Welcome back to the Alts Podcast. I'm your host, Horatio Ruiz. We bring you industry leaders and creators to give their insights on the rapidly changing and exciting world of alternative assets. Opinions expressed on this podcast by the host and podcast guests are for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Podcast hosts and guests may maintain positions in the offerings discussed in this podcast. Thank you for joining the podcast. Today, we're talking to Rob Connolly, the co-founder and CEO at Finley. Finley allows investors to purchase shares in an athlete in return for a percentage of their future earnings. Finley provides a fascinating look at human capital and how investing in an athlete can help them achieve their career goals. In this episode, we talk about how most minor league baseball players live just above the poverty line, how an athlete can benefit from an investment in their careers, and the WeFunder campaign that Finley is now opening up exclusively to our Alts subscribers and listeners. Rob will talk about his vision for the company, how they're close to signing their first professional baseball player, and how for just $100, you can go to finley.co slash invest to become an investor in Finley. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Rob. All right, guys, thank you for joining the podcast this week. Uh, we have another great company uh, with us, uh, Finley, and we got the, the co-founder and CEO with us, Rob Conley. Rob, thanks for joining the, the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. And, and Rob, I know you're on the road right now. You are in Texas. You're a busy guy. You're, you're about to do some, some business dealings at South by Southwest, huh? Yeah, that's right. So uh, we have a uh, 33-foot Fleetwood Southwind. So I decided that instead of flying out there by myself, that I would take the RV from San Diego, California to Austin and load up my dog, my wife, two kids, and my wife's uh, grandma uh, for this crazy trip. So we're on day three of traveling and we should be at Austin in a few hours. So pretty excited. That sounds awesome, man. I, I wish I could do that. I, I really do. I mean, that, that, that sounds like an adventure, right? <laughs> it definitely has been. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So right now I'm in Fort Stockton, a place that I've never been to and probably won't ever come back to, but I'm in a Walmart parking lot and uh, the kids are shopping at Walmart. We're going to get some lunch and uh, want to do this podcast with you real quick. So that's awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, um, you know, we've talked before a little bit, you know, we, we talked about you know, getting to know you, getting to know your company and kind of delves back into a, a, a Sunday edition that we did a while back. It was Sunday edition about human capital, you know, how to invest in in human beings and, and the work that they do. And uh, and Finley was actually one of those things when we talked about investing in athletes. And so I'm going to just kind of leave it out there. You know, your platform allows people to invest in an athlete's career, essentially, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we see it as we're solving two problems um, right now, uh, in, specifically in baseball. And, and to preface that, we think Finley can be used in multiple sports, and we're going to get there eventually. But we're focusing in baseball because minor league baseball players make between three fifty and seven fifty a week. So they they virtually virtually getting paid poverty wages and they only get paid seven months a year. So in the off season, um they, there's no funding available to them. A lot of them have to work valet, um, Uber Eats, um, and do lessons on the side just to make ends meet. So there's a company called Big League Advance that is going around and signing these prospects to future earning deals. Um, and they're a private equity fund. And so we wanted to find a way to get these athletes better deals and find a way to get fans involved. So we, um, we created Finley and we are the first platform that allows fans to fund the most promising athletes in the world through a future earning contract. Yeah. Let's dig into that. So basically what you're able to do is you're able to uh, invest in, in a particular player with the hopes that one day they're going to get a major league contract or even a professional contract, let's say, 
and that as an investor, you're going to uh, share in that piece of the contract. What goes into that? In, in other words, why, do, why, and you mentioned it before, why do uh, minor league baseball players uh, need that? And, and what kind of goes into investing in a, in a, in a player? Yeah, so what goes the reason why these athletes are doing it is because they're getting paid so little and they want to be able to focus on baseball year round. Um, that way they can maximize their potential. So by you know creating this opportunity, we evaluate these players and try to determine what we project as their career earning potential. And then we've created a machine learning algorithm with our CTO Vivek. And we use Michael Bryan, who's our CFO, who's the ex-CFO for Big League Advance. And we evaluate these players and we come up with a dollar figure that we think we could sign these players for. And then once we you know, come to these agreements with these athletes, we then have them sign our official future earning agreement, which would state we are giving you this amount of capital up front. You never have to pay it back. Um, this is yours to use. We hope you use it to you know, better your career. You know, and we want you to you know, maximize your potential. And in return, if you do make it to the big leagues and you get to the highest level of baseball, where your minimum pay will be five hundred thousand dollars, that potentially could be, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars throughout your career. And then we're going to get a percentage of that, you know, for investing in you early in this stage, where, you know, we're hoping that you can, you know, be a successful athlete. Yeah, I think that 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 there's so much involved in there. I mean, I think one of the big things is that you're making it clear it's not a loan. Right. Well, when you're investing in a in a in a player, you're basically saying, "Hey, here, here's the money," and you really do want them to use it to you know to the best of their ability, which is to improve every day as an athlete. But there are other situations involved, right? Like, and I'm wondering if you could speak to that, like just life situations. Can you give like an example of how that money can really be sort of transformative? Yeah. So when we started this company, before we we decided to really go all in, I wanted to make sure I understood the full spectrum of the problem. So I booked a flight to the Dominican Republic, which is where a lot of these professional baseball players are coming from. And I went to these small towns where they had these baseball factories. I wanted to talk to the athletes, talk to the, you know, these kids that are trying to get to the big leagues in the United States and what they were struggling with and, and, and what they were going through. And we started looking into athletes like, you know, Yuri Perez, who came from the Dominican, who's at the top prospect in baseball. And, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. and kind of looking at what they were going through, you know, as they were coming up as prospects. And, you know, some of these players are, are really well-to-do and have wealthy families and others don't. And the ones that don't, you know, this capital that we're injecting into their potential future earnings, you know, really helps our families out, right? And gets them in a situation where they don't have to worry about their family's, you know, well-being. They can know that there's some security there for them and that they can just focus on, you know, being the best they can possibly be, which is, you know, what we're hoping for. Yeah, that's awesome. And and the potential payout is huge. You mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr., right? And and I think I remember speaking to you earlier, you said that he really wasn't a big time prospect when he was like 18, 19 years old, like like some other guys might have been. And he actually, and, you know, just to kind of use as an example, I know I think Big League Analytics signed him to this kind of contract and where they get a portion of, of, of the future contract and he ends up signing a $350 million contract a few years later and the payout is huge, you know, so uh, it could potentially be something big. Yeah. So it was reported that um, this has been reported online that uh, big league advance, I think they changed the name to advantage, but at the time of big league advance, um, signed him to a $500,000. I think it was like 8% of his future earnings for the deal. And it netted them, I think just under $30 million over the life of the contract off that $500,000 investment. And that's the, that was a huge, awesome opportunity for, for them, but also for Tatis, 
because I read an article that mentioned, you know, with that capital, he put a baseball field at his house that allowed him to practice baseball year round, you know, and it, it, it contributed to him getting the contract that he got with the Padres. That's what it's all about, right? We want to help these athletes maximize their potential and, and he did it right. I mean, that's exactly what he did with his, his future earning contract, which is awesome. And you mentioned with a guy like Yuri Perez, yeah, you you might be building a, a baseball stadium on your property. You might just be taking care of your family and not, not having to, to worry about that. And that could be a huge relief as you're training for to, for a big league career. Exactly. I mean, it's exactly what it is, right? I mean, this is this is what he, you know, if we can take that burden, you know, of whatever is affecting him outside of uh, baseball and allow him to just be comfortable in being the best you can be. I mean, that's really the recipe for success, in my opinion, is, is being able to go out there and not have, you know, the stress of I have to throw, you know, I have to get to a 2.5 ERA this year. Or I'm not going to get called up to AAA or, or whatever it might be. Let them be in a more relaxed state to, to find success is important. I'm glad that we sort of broke down the big idea, right? why you're doing this um, and who you're doing it with. And I kind of want to get into, you know, the platform Finleet uh, and kind of talk about the stage that you're in. Uh, let's say we have an inv- a couple investors listening and they really want to uh, dig in a little bit more. First things first, like how can they get involved with, with Finleet? And um, is it possible for them to right now check out some ball players that they can potentially invest in? We're raising a pre-seed round right now. We're doing this through WeFunder, and I'm sure you'll put the link in the description. It's wefunder.com slash Finley, and you're able to invest directly in there as little as $100. The stage we're at right now is we're a pre-seed company, so we're signing our first athlete to a future earning contract. Um, we're going to then take that contract to the SEC, create what's called a Reg A Plus with our securities lawyer, Laura Anthony, who is a Masterworks a securities lawyer. They're the ones that fractionalize art. Um, so she has a lot of experience in space. Um, and then once we get that certified with the SEC, then we're going to allow fans to be able to purchase shares in this athlete. So if um, investors were interested in, you know, getting in the ground stage of this, you know, our startup, you know, WeFunder would be the, the great route for them to do that. I think it's important too to talk about like right now where we're at the company, like our focus is signing this athlete and then doing the Reggae Plus and selling the shares. But that's not really the grand vision, the big vision for Finley for us where we see, you know, the opportunity to become a billion dollar business is through what's called an alternative trading system an ATS, which essentially is a secondary market like a Coinbase or OpenSea where fans or people are able to trade positions in these, you know, either it's art or an NFT. Well, we want to be a place where fans can trade positions of future earning contracts and athletes. And we think the trading aspect of that is just mind blowing. If, you know, you hear like a guy like Juan Soto is talking with the San Diego Padres about signing a $500 million extension. You know, what would that do to his trading shares if he was on Finley? It would be um, it would be amazing just to see the uh, the valuations people have on his shares. Wow. So uh, essentially a regulated, uh, you know, stock market on future performance, you know, of, of, of athletes. Right. I think that that's pretty amazing. And then also you have that that initial investment in their in their, you know, uh, future uh, contracts. Uh, one one thing that I we talked about, we always think about the major leagues, right? Making it big, but these athletes also can make it big in other areas of the world, right? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, there's def- our contract covers, um, you know, the Japanese baseball league, the Korean baseball league. There's a few other ones as well. I have to look at our contract that our lawyers drafted, but if they go to the big leagues and and make you know do very well in their careers in other countries on uh, their leagues, we still have access to that as well. 
Awesome. Now you mentioned before that there's, there's a minimum investment of a hundred dollars to kind of help with the pre-seed. And, and we're going to talk about a little bit about the WeFunder campaign as well. How is that structured? Are, are you going to be able to invest in, in, in one specific athlete? Can you, are you going to be able to invest in a pool of athletes possibly? How do you foresee that? Yeah, it's a little confusing as we, we talk about investments and then we have a platform that allows fans to invest in athletes. So for Finleet on WeFunder, you're investing in the company on a $6 million convertible note with a 20% discount. Um, and that is investing in the company. Now, what's cool about investing in the company is that Finleet, the company, when we sign these athletes, we retain 10% of every contract that we put together for putting the deal together, running it through the SEC, doing all the legwork. So by investing in Finley, you're theoretically going to be investing in every single athlete we ever sign moving forward, which is really cool. Um, and then for the fans, if you were somebody who wanted to invest in an athlete, internally, we call those people, you know, like this fan investors. And the fan investors are the fans that are investing in a specific athlete. And the way that's structured in our platform is that they're able to log into Finley when they create an account. They're going to be they're going to be able to evaluate a player. We have scouting reports available that are independent. Um, they're going to be able to see video of the athlete performing, hitting, throwing, pitching, whatever that athlete's doing. Uh, we have a grading report that gives a scouting report based off a twenty eighty scale that lets us know that this athlete's going to be a you know fringe minor league baseball player or a future Hall of Famer. We have those kind of grading scales for the different five tools of a, as a baseball player. So they're able to see all the stuff about the athlete. And then also when they invest, which is great, they can have access to the investor portal, which gives them you know exclusive content, the ability to purchase investor-only merchandise. I sound like I'm selling it because, because as a fan, like I would, would love to have access to this you know, uh, today if it was possible, which we're working so hard on it. So it's really exciting to think about you know the, the, the opportunities of connecting fans with athletes that they're actually helping get to the big leagues it's it's really cool and you did it you did a great job of explaining that so right now uh your focus is to be investing in, in finley the company right w one of your big focuses obviously and you have a WeFunder campaign uh, coming up and i'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that about maybe if you have a, a date in mind um and kind of what, what that's going to entail to investors that that kind of tune in yeah so it's kind of funny so we plan on going live to the public may 1st is the date we have penciled in um, and we're running it through just friends and family right now and we we told you know you guys that if we want to do this podcast do this we would allow um, alts investors also to invest as well so if you go to finley.co slash invest um, if you're an alt subscriber we're allowing you know them to join our friends and family in that first round of fundraising before the general public uh, can actually have access to invest on the WeFunder platform Awesome. Yeah. So, so you guys heard it here first, right? You guys are uh, reading the deep dive. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you guys are getting dibs. You're getting dibs on, on Finleet uh, first access uh, before you guys open up um, uh, to the general public in May. So that, that's, that's awesome, man. We're, we appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. We appreciate it too. It's, it's, it's you know, also that, with that blog push you guys put really just blew it out of the water for us. Just seeing how many people were interested in not only investing in Finley, but also investing in our first athlete, which is validates how exciting this idea really is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, kind of just to, to kind of piggyback on that, I mean, we have, a you know, an enthusiastic uh, core of, of investors in our community and, and particularly alternative investments, right? So, and this is really as alternative as it gets, I guess, right? When you're investing in a human being, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's so much bigger than just baseball too. Like we talk about baseball because it's where we're in you know, our entry point, but 
we've had conversations with a jockey, right? So we're like, how cool would it be if we could fractionalize the future earnings of a jockey? So you could go to the horse races, right? And you could bet on horses or you could own short shares in the jockey and get a percentage of his winnings for every race he wins. It's, it's, it's just really interesting. And you just, you know, you think about with MMA, like, you know, those fighters get paid based off of winning fights. So I think about how much more exciting watching a big UFC fight would be if, you know, you had a percentage of the future earnings of a fighter that's fighting in a, a main event. Um, it's just really incredible to think about where we could take this in, in the near future. Yeah. And I think, and you know, you bring that up and it, it starts stirring kind of things that I've, I've heard in the past, like how, of these professional athletes that made it, but they were, you know, uh, homeless for a while, right? They're sleeping in their cars while they were training. They couldn't really afford to live anywhere else. I, I think maybe, I don't know if Ronda Rousey comes to mind when you mentioned the UFC, but maybe she was homeless for a while. And, and it's like, you are kind of solving that. Like, you think about the athletes that made it, but then you also think about, well, how many talented, super talented athletes don't make it because they just, they just can't, you know, they did the, it didn't break for them. You know, and there's two points we're to bring up about this too, is, is, is one player. First, I'll start with this, a player that we really love that really, you know, touches on, you know, that note you just hit is Von Brown. Nobody in this podcast has probably heard of Von Brown and that's totally normal. He was a 10th round pick for the San Francisco Giants. Um, if you don't know anything about baseball, you know, a first round draft pick usually signs for around seven and a half million dollars. You know, a fifth round pick will probably get five hundred thousand dollars. And Von Brown, the tenth round pick for the Giants, signed for a whopping seventy five hundred bucks. I mean, it was basically like, here you go, you know, we'll see you at, at spring training. We're, we're probably gonna cut you in a year. Thanks for coming out, type of thing, right? And he ends up being the minor league player of the year for the Giants. He dominates rookie league dominates single A, high A, double A, and just was an incredible teammate. I mean, everyone talks about how great this kid is. And not only that, his talent is just so much more than anybody evaluated. And kind of to just to bring into the next point, that's kind of the cool thing about Finley is that we're able to, you know, play poker without having to place our bet until the second card's being shown. Meaning that, you know, these teams are forced to evaluate these players based off of their perceived performance, you know, day one before they even play a game in, in the minors where we're able to evaluate these players, see how they perform, and come in at a later stage, that's a little bit more of a safer bet for us. So it's kind of it's kind of funny how that whole thing kind of works out. That's a great point. You, you're going to mention an, another, a second one, a second thing. I don't know if that was that was both, that, you know, the, that you're able to kind of bet on a player once they've actually have a history of playing. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. So Von Brown was the first point of, of, you know, being overlooked as an athlete that is is struggling. I guarantee it because he's he's making 450 bucks a week right now and outperforming players that signed millions of dollars in, in signing bonuses. And he's like you're uh, you go into a, a, a car lot and he's the Toyota Camry and there's a Ferrari next to it. But that Camry is outperforming that Ferrari. You know, it's it's, it's kind of a funny way to look at it like that. But the second point that, you know, that's a guy who's struggling and we're able to see him perform and see how he actually stacks up in, in real time and make a decision that a team wasn't able to make because we can see them play at a, a later stage in the minors. Yeah. And I'm going to relay a quick little story. Like, um, so I live on Staten Island and we have a professional team of, of an independent league and uh, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do is, uh, you know, as a fan, you get email blasts and they look for people in the community to house the athletes during the season. And that's how the athletes, that's how they're able to kind of, you know, that's how the, the Fairhawks pay their, their, you know, I guess salary, if you could call it that. 
but then they're depending on the community to house the players to provide the the housing costs, you know, which is blew my mind. I had no idea that that's how it worked. I thought they, these guys had like a, a team hotel or, or a place that they all lived in, but they don't. <laughs> they even have like adopt a minor leaguer websites where like they have minor leaguers that like need financial assistance. And like, if you're just a baseball fan, you can say, Hey, I'll donate 50 bucks a month to help this athlete. Almost like, you know, it's a terrible comparison, but like you see the, the, the info commercials on how you can help, you know, a, a child, you know, be able to, you know, survive off food for a week. Well, it's like the minor league baseball players are almost treated in that same realm because they're paid so little, you know, as a professional athlete that they, they need donations just to be able to, to get by and pay their bills. It's just, it's the craziest thing in sports going. So it, it's kind of hard to kind of pick uh, an athlete at the, at the top. What is your strategy? How do you do that? So Vivek Preck is our CTO, is a machine learning AI whiz. I mean, he just loves working in that space. So, excuse me, what we did is we created a machine learning algorithm that lets us identify top prospects that we feel like have huge potentials uh, to being successful. We look at things as delicate, as detailed as like the organization they play for. Like, how does this organization do with developing prospects? Um, is this player potentially blocked? Like, is this person a you know, first baseman for the Dodgers right now, the prospect, but yet Freddie Freeman is a first baseman and he's not going anywhere the next 10 years. So this player's theoretically blocked. It'll be hard for that player to break in. He'll need to get traded and have things break his way. And then also what their signing bonus was, like is this person signed for $7 million or is this person signed for $25,000? And then what their rankings are. So we, we, we take all this data and we compile it we have our own proprietary grading system that allows us to grade out who our top prospects are. Um, and then we go out, we talk to them and we tell them, Hey, we really think, you know, we could help you out. You know, are you interested in something like this? Here's our offer. And and we just, you know, come to an agreement. And it, it was surprising because when we started this, I thought it was going to be so hard to sign a minor league baseball player as a, a nobody company, you know, as a, somebody just starting out. And I couldn't believe how many of these athletes were like, we're interested like what do you think like what do you want to offer like i need a deal and i was blown away like we're talking top 100 prospects that um are destined in my opinion to have very successful major league baseball careers are are needing the capital just to to be able to you know survive now to to make it later really like like yeah and i guess i guess that goes to say like not every top 100 prospect is that at the beginning right yeah, like a, like a Von Brown is a great example, right? He was a nobody prospect, and, and now he's one of the top prospects in the Giants organization. Yeah, you would think that this kid's got, got it made, and in reality, they're living, you know, sort of in just barely maybe above the poverty line. Yeah, just struggling to get paid cell phone bills, you know, eating on the road. Just think like stuff like, you know, if he, if he met someone who wanted to go on a date, like, I don't think he would have the, you know, most of these guys that, you know, are in this position don't have the money to do that. Like, they can't live a normal life while you know, if they don't have a big signing bonus in the minors, like it's, it's, it's crazy how they're, and you're not talking about, you know, 16 or 17 year old kids. We're talking about, you know, 21, 22, you know, year old adults, you know, that have adult bills and maybe they have families and they're, and they're chasing this dream. And a lot of them have to decide, like, am I going to work, quit baseball and, and, and give this up and, and get a job? Or am I going to put my family through another year of me hoping for that big break? And you just think about how many players gave up that could have had crazy careers because they just didn't have, you know, the funding in place to, to help them get there. 
Yeah. You mentioned earlier or just a few minutes ago that uh, you were kind of surprised that how, you know, you have athletes approaching you and saying, hey, you know, what kind of deal can we do? I know you said that you're on the verge of signing your first athlete um, or, or you already have. How many, you know, athletes, top top baseball players right now um, are we talking about for Finley? You know, and how many of you, you do foresee taking under? So for we want to get to 100 by next year. That's our goal. Um, we, we're working on getting our first signed right now, which is important because we want to prove the use case to our investors that we have already invested in us so far because we already raised 300 k So what we want to do is we want to prove, one, that we can sign a top prospect, which we know we can. Two, filing you know the, the paperwork with the SEC and getting it certified and being able to sell the shares. Once we can do those three things, um, it'll put our company in a way better valuation than what we're currently raising on which then we could raise a big round, which will then open up, you know, investing in a lot more athletes faster and also creating that ATS, which is so important to this business model. But one thing I think is we should talk about too is, you know, how many athletes we're signing is that that's really the beauty about our business model is that where another company like Big League Advantage, you know, might sign an athlete, they may deploy a half million dollars into a player. They have to wait until that player, you know, makes it, you know, to they get any capital back if they ever do make it. Or with Finley, you know, we may invest in an athlete. We then let the fans invest in that athlete, which allows us as a company to exit financially out of that position and redeploy that capital in the next athlete. And that's what makes this, you know, exciting for us where we think it's really obtainable to get 100 athletes signed by next year. Could you take me through that? Like how would, like you mentioned, getting that marketplace set up, how would that whole financial system work to where you have uh, an athlete that's signed and then, um, you know, you are sharing in their future contract. How would, say, someone that's invested in the player see a return? Yeah, so once that player makes it to the majors, that's when our future earnings contract kicks in. And then we take payment twice a year. Once at the all-star break from the athlete, which is the halfway point of the baseball season. And then the second one week after the end of the season, after the World Series. And the reason why that's there is because these players have lots of built-in bonuses inside their contract, um, which they get paid out at the end of the year, collect on all the, the future earnings that are, are in our agreement. And then we pay out through our third party, which is an SEC-regulated um, securities you know, exchange system that then pays the dividend out directly to the, um, the fans. Um, and that's how it's going to work with baseball. With other sports, it'll be different, but we're just focusing on getting this baseball piece built first because it's it's the most easiest way for us to break in and put the biggest market does this involve you foresee it taking uh the first contract or the second contract you know when you when you invest in an athlete uh how far do you kind of uh own a share in their in their future earnings so our contracts cover 25 years of their major league baseball career so it's, it's essentially their entire mlb career it's only on their on the field earnings as a player so not as a coach we don't take any of their endorsement deals, nothing like that. It's just their on-the-field earnings. So if that player was, I think this is use Manny Machado, for example, if we had him hypothetically, um, and let's say we had him on a 10% future earning deal, and he's made, he's going to make, you know, $450 million, I think with the Padres over, it was over like a 10-year or 15-year period since he signed, then $45 million of that you know, those, those earnings would be transferred through this fund with through the Reg A plus, which is then would pay out a dividend based off of what percentage of that future earning contract you own. We only create 10,000 shares in these funds. So 
you know, 90,000 of the 10,000 are up for sale to the fans. And we retain 10% for managing it and making sure everything's being processed and putting the deal together. So uh, the fans will own 90% of the future earning contract. A real quick aside, I guess it's a little bit of an aside. What if, and I'm just thinking because I'm a Mets fan. So every every year we celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. You know he he got this uh, deferred uh, deferred compensation. Great for Bobby Bonilla, not so great for the Mets. But um, how how would that work? Even let's say a player retires early, right? They retire maybe they have a nice ten year career, and they somehow though got a, a deferred payment for for the next you know I don't know twenty years in some cases, right? I don't know if you've thought. In, I'm sure you have. How how would that work? Yeah. So we've talked to our legal team about this, and the way it sits now is that. Uh, if they were to do that, then we would click on every future payment going out. Okay. So just like Bobby Bonilla, you chair in with, with, with the riches, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine how exciting that would be if you actually had Bobby Bonilla every every day? That, that day would pop up. It's like, yes. Another $5,000 in my account this month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think about what it'd be like to be Bobby Bonilla and, and uh, knowing that you're going to be making a million dollars no matter what. It's the craziest deal. If your listeners don't know about this, you got to look this up. I don't know exactly the story, but... From what I understand, the Mets ownership couldn't afford to pay him the contract they signed him, so they they agreed to this crazy deal where he gets a million dollars a year for, I want to say it was like forty years. Don't hold me to that. Look it up. It's a crazy story. If you if you're interested in that sports finance, it's 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 one for the ages. And and you know as as a as a Mets fan, I've looked into it, and and it's actually Bobby Bonilla gets all the attention, but there's actually a ton of athletes that have agreed to similar uh, payment structures. So not as, not as rare as, as you would say, it's just Bobby Bonilla just seems to, to have a better uh, ring in the media. Well, the, the thing about it was with his is that he got more than what his contract was. So it was like the structure, it was like an interest that was an insane amount of interest that his agent uh, got the Mets to agree to. Most of the players that do this will get a little bit of interest, but not nearly as much as Bobby Bonilla. And it just spread out to create security for the athlete. But, his deal was is is insane. Yeah, you know, and I, I love this because I, I kind of became obsessed with it. It it was it, t- it was all tied up to Bernie Madoff. So yeah, the Mets ownership was guaranteed a, a certain return from Madoff, and we know how that went. And so that that all ties together, right? And it's funny how like it just always uh, one thing that you have think has no connection to anything else ends up affecting it for for years. It's crazy. Rob, thanks so much, man. I mean, I kind of want to, again, emphasize, you know, this, um, uh, what you're doing right now, uh, you're a busy guy, you're traveling across the country on the road to meet with, with more investors, to meet with people that are interested in in learning more about Finleet. And, uh, I wanted to emphasize the, the WeFunder campaign, uh, that you've allowed the the alts community to be early investors in. Is there anything that we haven't, uh, mentioned, uh, that you'd like to put out there? Yeah, I mean, I think we really covered it. I mean, just the point I really like to hit home is that, you know, our primary focus is really helping these athletes out. I mean, we want to give them the financial ability to make it maximize their potential. And, you know, by giving fans the opportunity to support these athletes, um, it's just really exciting. I mean, just all the way around. So if you're interested in sports or interested in, you know, fintech, check us out at finley.com. Uh, the WeFunder page is finley.co slash invest. Oh, uh, it's private, so you can't go onto WeFunder and find it. We're not letting the general public invest yet. We're just keeping it for friends and family right now. So it's finley.co slash invest. Awesome. And uh, we're looking forward to it. I, I, lo- I love it. I love the the idea of investing uh, in athletes beyond just, you know, a, a rookie card. Uh, you actually are investing in the athlete and, and helping helping them out. And hopefully everyone wins, you know. That's, that's the ultimate goal, so. That's the goal. Absolutely. Rob, thank you so much. Uh, we will we will be keeping in touch and, and we appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Have a good day, guys. 
Rob's idea to help athletes in difficult financial situations can be a game changer. Right now, Finleet focuses on minor league baseball players, and with good reason. Most ball players are scraping to get by at $350 to $700 a week in salary. Rob's team is identifying players who may have been overlooked but are now ready to break through, betting on the second hand and cleverly taking a competitive advantage when it comes to investing in a player. Make sure to visit finleet.co forward slash invest to become an investor in their pre-seed round for just $100. A big thanks to Rob for coming on the podcast. We wish him and the Finley team all the best. And as always, a big thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review or follow us on the streaming platform of your choice. Until the next time, take care.